On today's episode, we are talking about the fact that so many people make everything out to be a diet. Healthy habits that are important for longevity should be part of your daily routine. They should be part of your priority and your value system and your beliefs. So that's what we're talking about today. It's some tough love, but that's what Friday fires are for. So let's dive in. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday. Hi, guys. Oh, Friday. Friday is special this week. I'm very excited for today. Um, Taylor's first birthday is tomorrow. Uh, I can't How believe a year has gone by. already a year old? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like, I actually was at um, this like little play cafe. That's a kid's play cafe on Sunday because Carson had a birthday party. Um and that was before I got the email that he, his, someone in his class had COVID and then he tested positive for COVID that night. So that's probably great. Um, but anyways, there was a mo- the mom that was hosting the birthday party for her kid that was the same age as Carson also had like a one month old. And I was talking to some of the other moms there that ha- have kids in Carson's class. And I was like, nah, I don't miss that face. <laughs> yeah. Like, that newborn face is just rough. I really like like I mean Taylor's really tough right now but I really like like this 10 month to 18 month phase because they're so cute like they're just like wobbling around they don't totally understand their bodies they're not like they don't give you at well Taylor gives me attitude but like they don't give you a whole lot of adult attitude and like talk back yet I just I love this phase so I'm sad that she's already won but I'm very I love this phase yeah, I loved every face. Somebody said to me, like, you are going to appreciate the faces, like, differently. But, like, so far, I've loved every face. Like, Marcus is three. And, like, yes, his attitude some days is, like, oh, my gosh. But it's also just so fun to have conversations with him. For example, yesterday, we were playing baseball outside. And my <laughs> my husband was like, let's see how far that we can hit the baseball and of course, it goes over our neighbor's house, bounces off the roof in the backyard. I literally felt like uh, that movie that we just watched um, where the boys hit the baseball into the backyard and like the dog, the beast. It's a classic. Sandlot? Sandlot, yes. Yeah. And we're like browsing around in their backyard yesterday, like trying to find his ball. So this morning, he was telling Trish when she was over to work out that daddy did it. And he is like yelling and he was like, dad, that was bad. And so it's just so funny to like hear him tell stories later because it's like exaggerated, but then like partially Mm -hmm. true, mostly true. And then I'm like, but you add in these little things. Like he told me the other day that these boys at the park shoved him. Well, the full story was he knocked their sandcastle over. So then one of the boys did push him. But I'm like, you have to tell your part as we've experienced with Carson and Marcus together. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, Carson's really into saying, how many times do I have to ask you? But he like doesn't (laughs) use it in the right context. And I'm like, what? I don't even know what you mean right now. Oh my gosh. I I mean, yes, I I love every phase, but I will say one of my favorite phases is like the the 12 to 18 month phase because they're just so cute. Um, Okay. So we have a little bone to pick Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of 
I just like I get really annoyed and frustrated when people make everything that you do a diet. Like Liz mentioned, you know, she's gotten a lot of comments on the 75 hard thing. I get a lot of questions as well. Like, oh, what diet do you follow? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really follow a diet. Like I follow what I know works best for me. Or the other thing that bothers me so much is when people, people villainize wanting to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're, why do you have to be so obsessive with it? Why? Like that's disordered. That's my biggest. Oh, when people say that like tracking macros is disordered eating, I'm like, in in some worlds, maybe like for someone that is disordered with their eating, yes, tracking macros might not be a great idea, but like tracking macros doesn't necessarily equal disordered eating. And so I think we need to just get off of this, guys. Like we need to get off of villainizing people trying to make healthier choices and realize just because someone is tracking their intake and eating one ingredient whole foods does not mean that they're like doing a diet. Mm-hmm. Diet has a lot of different definitions, I think. And that's the hard part. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I'm just going to be totally blunt, that was really kind of frustrating for me with, you know, just sharing the post and like, okay, great. Both of us had, you know, good physical, um, you know, changes. Anybody's going to have good physical changes when they're focusing on, you know, movement every day for at least 90 minutes and, you know, tracking their food. But, you know, it wasn't about the physical change. And I think people miss the point when somebody's just doing something to push themselves and to challenge themselves, instead of asking, what workouts did you do? What diet did you follow? You know, how strict were you? You know, it's more so be encouraging and say, hey, like, this is awesome. You know, I would love to learn more about your approach in terms of your lifestyle, because I truly believe that the 75 hard habits each day are things that should be part of our value system. They should be part of our lifestyle. You should want to move your body daily. You should want to nourish your body and feed your mind with reading and self-development. And so what we're talking about here is like, stop turning everything into a diet in terms of the way that one restricts themselves in order to gain physical composition changes. And the way I define a diet for somebody is it's basically the types of foods that I habitually eat right? I track my food, but I also have a range. I know Becca has a range too. I basically track to ballpark. Did I hit my protein within 150 to 160 grams? Did I keep my carbs in check? Did I eat enough of the good fats? And where's my fiber and my sugar? Are you know, am I consuming enough fiber every day? Is my sugar, you know, controlled? And I also look at, you know, utilizing mostly one ingredient, whole foods, and that's just what makes me feel good. And so when you are talking to somebody, you know, stop making everything about being on this diet in a way that we're restricting ourselves, that we can't have these things. Because I'll be honest, for most people, that's the only way they can think about it. And that's why they end up in a disordered relationship, you know, with food in a place where they feel like they have to demonize certain foods or certain things are bad, or they have this guilt, they have this shame. And I'm in such a place right now, and I know Becca is too, and it took us a long time to get here. I'm not even phased by a lot of these things because I'll be honest, like we went out Sunday for tacos and some wine. The wine didn't even taste as good as like I remember, which was sad. (laughs) And two, the tacos sucked. And I was like, this is this is awful. Like I was so excited for these tacos and like they sucked. And so, you know, it's just one of those things where sometimes we put these things on a pedestal, but when you get to a place where you just feel good, those things, honestly, they lose their luster. Yeah. I did. I had a small, like maybe an ounce or two of wine last night because it you're a, a rebel. 
<laughs> I know. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to have a glass or two of wine because I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. And then I'm going to feel worse the next day. Like, and I was home by myself. Nick's out of town for work. I have both kids. Like, I just, I was like, I'm not going to have a glass of wine right now. And so I was like, I just want to have a couple sips of wine. That's all I really wanted. And I had it and I was like, Ugh, this is not very good. And then I immediately got that like lightheaded feeling. And I was like, fuck, like, come on. This is how sensitive I am to alcohol right now because I have not consumed it in like three months. Um, but I'm the same way. I just... I think of a diet as what works for me and that has changed over time. And I will go through phases where I might not track every single day. Right now I'm in a phase where like I loosely track depending on if I have time to or not. But I also have tracked for so long that I know what I need to get into my body on a daily basis. And I am just so frustrated with people looking at things so negatively when it comes to health. Like I can't have that. Carbs are bad you know red meat is bad whatever it is because it has essentially created like liz was saying this negative feedback loop it's the same concept and they've done research on this i'm actually reading a book right now that talks about it like when you coach someone and you tell them you know in basketball for example don't cross your feet when you're on defense like you don't want to trip over your feet so always like you know shuffle side to side the first thing they're going to think about is not crossing their feet and what are they going to do they're going to cross their feet because you you put that into their mind of don't do this instead of do this do this do this and so that's what i try to think about when it comes to health is like exercise because i love how it makes me feel go for walks because it, getting the vitamin d helps me sleep better at night you know getting out in the morning in terms of sunlight helps get my circadian rhythm and go in flow taking reds and greens is not for my you know weight loss or to poop it's because i literally feel better when i consume them it's providing you know antioxidants provides things for my body it's not a part of a diet it's literally i do these things because they benefit my health and to me nothing is more important than my health my kids health my family health like that is what because that's all you have yep right like we could lose everything in yeah. the next few days if you don't have health mm -hmm. what do you have and I like think right now, Carson's been sick all week. I know what that <laughs> I all I want is for him to be healthy right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's it's so sad that so many people walk around just feeling way less than optimal and feeling just, you know, mediocre or just settling for the fatigue, chalking up. I was you know, walking with Art earlier today on lunch and I was just telling him like, sometimes I get so frustrated that a lot of these things, you know, are normalized. Like I was scrolling Instagram earlier and it's like, oh, brain fog and fatigue are just part of, you know, being a mom. This is like, you know, your new lifestyle. This is part of you now because you're a mom. You have brain fog because that's, you know, mom brain or you're tired all the time because your kids, you know, aren't, uh, you know, on a great sleep routine. And of course, I think that some of those things do correlate and they can be true, but it's not a long-term thing. Like you'll go through seasons, especially like postpartum. I remember obviously with a newborn life, you're not sleeping that well uh, most nights um, unless your baby is just a gem. <laughs> so it's one of those things where like, yeah, in certain seasons, you might have some of these symptoms, but these should not be accepted as part of your 
lifestyle. The same way that I think that it shouldn't be accepted that you go to fast food every single week, that that's part of your, just your normal routine that we go to McDonald's, you know, three or four times a week because we're just so air quote here busy. You guys, there's so many things that you can be doing if you would just plan and be a little bit intentional, whether it's, you know, ordering groceries online, ordering from Thrive, having things show up at your door, going to Costco and buying some things that are simple and really easy. I didn't prep this weekend because Sunday we were out and we were, you know, hanging out with uh, friends. And so I was like, okay, here's a couple things from Costco that I know are good quality things. They require no prep. I can keep them on hand until Tuesday night. We're going to grill out tonight and do some batch cooking. Okay. Most people are just like, well, I didn't prep. So I'll just go to the Starbucks and then I'll order Chipotle with my friends and then I'll figure it out with the kids after work. You know, maybe we'll go out for pizza or whatever. And absolutely, you should do those things. uh, But it shouldn't be just your norm. And I think this is the hardest part is like when we're talking about these things, we're talking about these things because your norm should be wanting to fill your body with good quality nutrients to support longevity and health. Beck and I both right now have just ordered some tests and stuff for ourselves because we want to optimize things. Just because Mm -hmm. I'm not symptomatic with certain things doesn't mean that there aren't things to optimize. I don't have all of the test results back, but I do have my part of my GI map back and it's not looking super pretty. And it's like, this is really strange because I have none of these symptoms. Like if I didn't take this test, Mm -hmm. I would have no clue. I have none of the symptoms. And so I'm like, okay, this is just interesting. And so I'm like, okay, this is going to give me more information and more data to better optimize things to look into, as we talked about on Wednesday, maybe some things that are in our environment that should be adjusted or how, you know, I can even support Marcus because I'm reading a book right now that talks about the importance of stomach acid. And they're talking about little kids and asthma and allergies, B12 deficiencies and low stomach acid in toddlers have been correlated to these things. And I'm like, mind blown. Whoa. Like this is also makes so much sense though, because when you aren't, you know, eating Marcus is a toddler, as we've talked about. You guys know Carson uh, and Marcus don't have big palates right now, but we're working on it. And so I'm like, okay, so if he's been exposed to some of these things, more processed things, and he's not getting a lot of colors in, then I have to do a better job of not giving him the option. Eventually, he's going to eat it. And so it's just more data for us to collect. And so my point in all of this rant is to say that you should want to be your own health detective and figure out ways that you can optimize your health. We should embrace the simplicity of daily habits that support longevity and not always be tying our habits to some sort of outcome related to body composition change. Like that's the point in, in this whole thing is for you guys to understand that the things you do day in and day out that align or that, you know, are part of your habits and your belief system, your value system, they should align with longevity of life and health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, I just, here's to me, I think that the people that struggle with that concept are people that don't feel good constantly. And I think that there's another population. And like, if this, if you take this negatively, maybe it's a reason that you should look in the mirror right now. But like, I think people that struggle to make those changes are just like, no, I just want to enjoy life. When in reality, you're not probably very happy or you don't feel very good consistently. And so then you fall back on finding maybe external sources of gratification, whether it's, you know, the quick the quick enjoyment of alcohol or the quick enjoyment of a burger and fries or pizza. Like Liz was saying, yes, I enjoy those things on occasion. They are not my norm. And by norm, I mean like I don't eat pizza more than once a month, if that. And when I do, I usually have a piece or two um, because – You guys, the more you know and learn, the more you start to realize how damaging so many of these things are for our health. Mm 
And when they are consistently in your body, I actually heard something. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast the other day, but in a podcast I was listening to, someone said, um, if we were all plants, we would be wilted and dead. The body, the human body is so resilient, but that is not a reason for us to abuse it. That is not a reason for us to put whatever works into it and hope that it figures it out because it probably will figure it out for a period of time. But what does it do in that process? It's compensating. It is taking energy away from perhaps your digestive system or your reproductive system or your thyroid hormone or your you know insulin capabilities. It's taking away energy from all of these very your brain capacity. Why do you think you have brain fog? Because your body does not have enough proper energy that you are giving it to basically sufficiently fuel your brain or the brain cells have become slightly insulin resistant or your blood sugar is all over the place and now you're not able to actually keep energy consistent throughout the day. Like There is a reason you are feeling how you're feeling and it's because we have probably compromised too much on our health. And if that's you, okay, own it. Start making some changes. And like we said, embrace simplicity. Go for walks outside. Make it a commitment to yourself to move a little bit more each day. Energy creates energy. That is one of my favorite sayings. Do more cooking at home. Cook one ingredient foods and make meals. Do not rely so heavily on convenience foods and processed foods. This is not a diet. This should be a way of living. And if you want to feel better, if you feel like you are the person that has done the ups and downs with the diets and the yo-yoing and feeling like you're always looking for the next way to drop the 10 or 15 pounds or the quick fix or whatever it is, start looking at things differently. Think about who you kind of idolize when it comes to health. I bet those people probably didn't do a quick fix to lose 20 pounds. They've probably made commitments to themselves for a long time consistently and executed on them. And those commitments probably aren't super crazy fancy. Like they probably aren't, I've removed carbs for my entire life. Or I I did a 90-minute workout every single day for my entire life. Like they are not these insane things that we feel are necessary to drop the weight or to feel better or whatever it is. It is probably small actions taken consistently and things that people know make them feel better. And that is why it's not a diet. It is to simply feel better and be healthier. Because at the end of the day, literally that is all we have. Like how are we going to sustain in life without our health? We have to take care of our bodies. And unfortunately, we are in kind of a battle with um, the world when it comes to our health. They are trying to make everything more processed. I was actually looking at something the other day and it was terrifying. It was this video. I don't know where I saw it. But it was basically, look at the shelves of your grocery store. Look at the soda aisle. Look at the chips. Look at the crackers. Look at the meat that's like non-existent anymore. It's all plant-based meats. I was in the dairy section the other day. There was literally like zero sour cream options. They were The shelves were completely sold out. Yogurt is basically completely sold out. They are removing foods that are nourishing, that are nutrient dense, that our body needs, and they are filling our lives with convenient, highly palatable, and I'll be honest, highly toxic foods. Just look around you. So yes, there needs to be an effort. Your healthy life is not just going to fall into your lap, but it is not a diet. It is not something that you should look at with this negative connotation, because if you do, you've probably put too much value on your Friday night pizza night 
or your bottle of wine that you have to have every Saturday night. Like you're probably putting too much value on these external sources and really ask yourself, why? Why do I feel I need that? Why am I not willing to give up my greasy pizza on a Friday night? Yeah. And I think you have to really connect to what you want long-term and ask yourself what you're willing to give up to get there. Like there's not one thing that I regret not having during 75 hard. Ice cream, Mm. alcohol, cupcakes, all the things, you know, that we were around in various situations. Like none of that has control over me. And I think that's the big, big piece that most people haven't gotten to yet. And I'll be 1000% transparent. Becca and I have had multiple people message us since we posted about our 75 hard journeys, asking questions about it, all of these things. And I, I love that you're curious about it. But one of the things that I said to somebody is if you can't master the simple things, you honestly have no business doing something extreme. Becca and I chose to do 75 hard because we wanted to push ourselves in a different way than we ever have before. And it was more mentally than it was physically. So we were smart with our workouts and our movement, as we mentioned in the podcast on Monday. But if you're somebody who right now feels like you can't master the simple things such as like your workout routine, walking daily, getting sunshine, eating real food, planning, preparing things, drinking your water, like no, I don't think that you should go zero to 60 because some people then fail in the program and then they come out of it with a worse relationship with food. This is one thing we talked about on Monday again. And so this is why like we, we shared our stories and we want it to be inspiring, but we also want people to recognize that this is part of who we are and this is part of our lifestyle because we so strongly know the power of good nutrition. We know how we feel when we have foods that don't make us feel good. Like cognitively, I know that when I have foods that bring me down such as sugar or gluten or fried foods or anything like that, I don't feel great. I feel inflammation. I feel like that level of kind of brain fog that I had many years ago slightly, you know, sets in. And it's like, I don't want my body to be inflamed. I don't want those reactions. And so I choose to continue these habits and to continue eating mostly one ingredient whole foods. It's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect for anybody. But there's a lot of things that you guys can do to master the basics. And most people haven't mastered the basics. So before you do anything extreme, whether it's some other diet that your friend was doing, such as keto or 21 day fix or whatever else is out there, the Octavia diet, like all of these things, embrace the simplicity and master the basics. Go for a walk daily. Get sunlight on your eyes first thing in the morning. Stop you know, looking at your phone and being on social media at whatever time it is that you wake up or right before you go to bed. Like, Get yourself away from these electronics, right? Eat real food. Do the things that you say that you're going to do and show yourself that you can. Gain some traction, gain some momentum. And then when you want to level up, then go for something a little bit more extreme. But you've got to work on your relationship. Like your, yeah, don't think the extreme thing is like, oh, that's why I'm not succeeding because I, I need something like that. I need this specific strict plan because you guys, we've seen and talked to and worked with a lot of women. When you try to go extreme, the same thing happens. You don't adhere. That's why you have to start simple. That's why you have to start with the basics because also the basics actually carry a lot of weight when you do them consistently. When you drink enough water, guess what? Your constipation usually subsides a little bit. When you actually get enough sleep, you aren't craving all the things. When you actually work out daily, you don't want to eat the crappy food after your workout because you feel really good from your workout. And so like, understand that they are all a trickle effect as well. 
they are all going to help in areas other than just their soul area. And so master the basics, stop looking at a healthy lifestyle as this negative thing and start actually adopting it as your identity. Like I am proud to be the person at parties that's like, no, I'm good. I don't need a drink or not making stupid comments because I've had too many drinks or not feeling constantly bloated and not wanting to be in tight clothing or a bathing suit because I decided to have the entire piece of birthday cake after I ate five pieces of pizza and I binged on all the food. Like I am beyond proud to be that person, that quote unquote outcast that, oh, you're eating a salad. Why are you so healthy? While no one's questioning the person that's eating three pulled pork sandwiches and topping it off with half of the cake. No one's questioning that person. But I get all the questions because I'm the one that doesn't want to bun with my pulled pork. Like, nor start to be part of the movement that normalizes health again. Because we are in a world that is moving so far away from that that it is terrifying. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.